We are ready now for our featured uh, coach speaker, and she's been coaching a little over four years. She's a two-time elite coach. She's a five-star diamond coach. Let me take a look here at her um, success club. Her, uh, She's achieved success club 47 months in a row, and she's from Ontario, Canada. Please welcome in Shelby Hewson. Hey, Shelby. <laughs> How are you? I'm great, thanks. How are you? I'm good. I know you just came off of a retreat. You're feeling really good. You're back at home now? Yes. Yep. It's so great. You and I were working on uh, what you were going to say this morning, and you were like, I want to get back to my people. <laughs> <laughs> um, four years that you've been coaching. Talk a little bit about what brought you to Beachbody, and I'll get out of the way. Yeah, I started with Beachbody just over four years ago. I was 21 years old in fourth year of university, and I was that person who was the yo-yo gym goer. So I started every single Monday, and by Friday, I had fallen off. And it was at that time that I decided to join my first boot camp. I found my coach on social media, and I was that person who was the silent stalker. I never followed her. I never liked any of her posts, but I watched and I sat on the sidelines. And as I was going through that process of being the yo-yo gym goer, I saw her finishing program after program and getting results. So one day I messaged her and I was that unicorn that said, sign me up, whatever you're doing, sign me up. Once I got started, I was on day 14 of my 21 day fix, which was my first program. When I knew that there were people in my life who needed this and needed to feel this way as much as I did. It was because my coach, shared consistently on social media, not just the boot camps, but the coaching opportunity as well, that I knew there was a business opportunity here. So once again, I messaged her and I said, how do I do what you do? I got started as a coach and it was right around the time of summit. So two weeks into coaching, I piled into a car full of strangers and drove eight hours to summit, which was in Indianapolis that year. I sat in the nosebleeds of that summit and had the classic story of watching person after person walk across that stage and share their stories of how they found success in the business and had that moment of, if they can do it, why not me? I came home from that summit and set massive goals and I got to work. I used the resources that are available in the coach back office and I figured it out. It was messy, but I figured out what I needed to do. By the end of that year, my team had worked so hard that we'd missed Premiere by just 200 volume points. And what I learned in that process was that anything that I could set my mind to and was willing to work towards was, in, was within reach and that I was so capable. You know, I want to unpack your story a little bit because people don't realize how uh, they're being watched. And I don't mean that in a weird way. I just mean that. Everything that you do, if you don't see an immediate result, it doesn't mean that it's not working, right? right. It means yeah. that you're planting seeds. And so it seems as though um, you were following your now coach for how long? Oh, I don't like months. She had done multiple programs. Months. Okay. And so during that time that you're following her, you're number one starting to build this trust with her because you're like, wow, she does this every day. Like she's so consistent. Yeah. And then two, you're starting to say, I could do this too. So it's, it's twofold. It builds that confidence. So I love that story. And also you and I talked about this topic and the topic started out as why am I always getting crickets? 
you know, I post something and there's crickets. Well, those crickets are watching. (laughs) Crickets are just like, hmm, what's going on here? So let's talk a little bit about how you post. And we talked about your confidence level too. Like you didn't have an issue with posting. Like you you were reaching out to a stranger. You drove in a car with strangers. You had no problem reaching out to a stranger and saying, I want to do this. Um, so talk a little bit about how you, this, why this topic is so appropriate for you. Yeah, I think it's because I first joined my coach, like I said, who was a complete stranger on the internet. And I think because that was my first introduction to Beachbody and to coaching, I never thought twice about uh, building connections online because if my coach had never shown up and shared her journey, I never would have got started with Beachbody. Sitting here today, 95% of my team and even my customers have come from strangers on the internet that I have built a connection through showing up and, and building that trust. And I think back to like, if I would have ever let the fear of connecting with new people online hold me back, I would never know the customers and the coaches on my team that I know today. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about how you reach out. You know, like, is there small talk? Like what kind of reaching out do you do? Yeah. So for me, small talk never came easy. It doesn't come easy in real life. It never really came easy on Instagram. I know for some people it works really well to, um, you know, send like an introduction message to people. But for me, that never really felt aligned. So that I knew that if I wanted to build this business and if I wanted to like build a business that I was obsessed with, I had to find something that was going to work for me. And I had to find something that felt authentic to me. And I wanted to do it in a way that genuinely grew my network, not just my follower account, so that I could convert those crickets into customers. So the way I do it is that I start by searching for accounts that are actually of interest to me. I do that so that when I reach out to people and when I go to build that connection, we have a mutual point of interest. So I do things like search local boutiques that I would actually shop at and wear the clothes. I search coffee shops or restaurants that I would visit. I also search location tags of places that I plan to visit. Again, so that when it comes time to actually build a conversation with this person or to initiate that connection, we have something in common to talk about. So for example, this summer I was going, I knew I was going on a trip to Nashville. So rather than going to Google and looking up reviews of where I should eat, where I should go out, where I should shop, I searched the location tag of Nashville or Broadway Street on Instagram. And then I followed people who had recently been to Nashville and who had posted photos there. And then I was able to message those people and say, hey, I saw you were recently in Nashville. I'm planning a trip there. Do you have any recommendations of where I should eat? Or do you have any recommendations of where I should stay? And that way, when I was building the connection with people, it was genuine. It was something we could actually have a conversation around. So it started with them, you know, us talking about Nashville, but then those people would follow me back. And I know that they would see my other stories that were not just about Nashville, but about everything that I shared, including Beachbody. Most of the time, my connection with people starts with something totally unrelated to Beachbody. Some people will respond, some people won't. But again, just like I was following my coach, I know that those people are seeing everything that I do and that every time I show up on social media, it's planting the seed. 
I also think that because I reached out to that person first to initiate the connection, I've then opened the door for them to feel comfortable enough to reach out to me, whether it is asking about, you know, how my trip to Nashville was or what's the pre-workout you're using on your stories. So I know that we're talking about converting the crickets, you know, and it's like getting them to finally, you know, participate and finally engage. And I think that you cannot convert unless you've connected first. So talk a little bit about what you do in your content that can convert the crickets. For sure. So I do really two main things to convert those crickets. First, it starts when I'm actually creating my content. So I create content specifically for my person. When I create, like when I sit down to create content, I think, what does my person struggle with? I think, what keeps my person awake at night? What is the thing that she's searching up on Instagram or TikTok or Pinterest when she's laying in bed scrolling at night? And then I also think, what content do I like to consume? Because I like to create the content that I would actually want to watch myself. Second thing I do to convert the crickets is I am constantly thinking about how can I add value to my audience before they are even a paying customer. So every day when I show up, whether it's in my stories or on my feed, I ask myself, how can I add value today? This isn't always something that's about Beachbody or even fitness and nutrition. Sometimes adding value is creating content um, for me that makes people laugh. Sometimes it's creating content about the clothes I'm wearing or, um, you know, what I'm reading. For me, I love to read. And so I found myself searching on social media, what book should I read next? I was watching TikToks. I was following bookstagrams on Instagram to, to do my own research. And so I started to share the things that I was reading on my story. And this can apply to anything. So after I've done my own research, I will then give the review myself and share that to my story as a way to add value to my audience. This makes it so that people are coming to my page, not just because I'm a beach body coach, not just for the fitness and the nutrition, but because I add value. I share everything from the products that I use, the recipes for the food I eat, life hacks that actually make my life easier with beach body programs, products, and coaching sprinkled in. I'm so in, inter, interested in what you're saying that I'm not paying attention. Um, you and I talked about like this topic is about fear of posting, you know, fear of posting and then fear of nobody responding to your posts, right. right? So it's all around fear. And you had said to me, I didn't have any fear. Like I reached out to a stranger, so I know that this is the deal. So I loved that about you because you're like, well, I don't know if I can really talk about this topic. But then mm -hmm. when we started diving in further and you said I had to show a vulnerability side mm -hmm. of myself. And then you were like, yeah, at first it was a little weird. So it's like you may think you're overly confident about posting. But in reality, every time you go out there with shared vulnerabilities, um, it's you're opening yourself up to either no one responds or people respond with weird <laughs> responses. So talk a little bit about your fear or no fear uh, connecting with people over the internet. Yeah, I think I initially didn't have fear to reach out to my coach, but it's not that I didn't have fear around sharing online. I think it was that I learned very early on 
the power in being vulnerable. When I first started coaching, one of the first personal development books I read is a book called Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. And it helped me to learn to feel the fear, but do it anyways. I think that's where so many of us get in our own ways. We feel the fear and feel like that has to make us stop. But I learned that it's a lot of the times that the fear is just a sign of us getting outside of our comfort zone. And that's a required part of growing a business. That book helped me to understand through vulnerability, like through sharing the parts of me that um, you know felt vulnerable or felt very personal to share, it helped me to build connection and trust who, with those people who we would consider the silent stalkers. I did not start out showing up on social media from day one, sharing my entire life story. But slowly over time, I've been able to peel back the layers and let my audience get to know me, let them in and show them a more and more authentic version of myself. Again, for me, it's not just sharing Beachbody. I think it's, you know, we can put our workout pictures up there and put a picture up of our shake, but people want to know, like, what makes me me, right? And those are the things that we connect over with Beachbody programs and products sprinkled in and how they add value to my life. If someone isn't yet working out or eating healthy, I know it's really hard for us to connect on those workout videos or that that picture of my shake. But it was when I start to share the behind the scenes of my life, the stuff that is like seemingly mundane or boring, that's what I started to build connections around. I always go back to reminding myself and my new coaches that it's not about being perfect, but it's about showing up and doing it scared and doing it unsure and doing it messy. Those are the things that people want to see. It's not the perfect that creates the connection with people. It's the real life stuff that someone else can look at and say, hey, that's just like me. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> silent stalker is uh, actually the, 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 an interesting term um, because people are silently watching you and they are, um, they are gathering information about you. So... Mm -hmm. What would you say? I mean, at the end of the day, how do you move someone from just being a, a looker, just being a watcher, a stalker, to then, you know, stepping out of their comfort zone and participating in somehow? Yeah, for sure. I always go back to reminding myself and my new coaches that in order to convert that silent stalker or the person who's watching you, you have to be consistent. I've shown up every single day in my stories for four and a half years. And I think that the longer that you do it, the more that you show up authentically yourself and share your real life behind the scenes, the easier that it gets to convert people who are watching. I know that every time I share about the boot camp or invite to the coaching opportunity, I'm planting the seed. That seed with someone may not bloom today or tomorrow or maybe even next month. But I know that if I continue to show up on social media, continue to share and continue to add value, I will be the first person that they think of when they when they are ready, the same way that my coach was the first person I thought of when I was ready to draw that line in the sand too. Yeah, I love that. And I think that there is a maturity in coaching. And I mean, four years as a coach, it, you know, I think the three-year mark is the sweet spot. So you you have gone past that sweet sweet spot which means that you're getting more comfortable in your own skin and um 
And also what I think when I interview people that are just starting out, they have such a different way of speaking about, you know, or way of posting on social media, their confidence really is uh, less when they start out, but the more and more you do it and the more consistency that mm -hmm. fear of, will I be good enough uh, goes away. So uh, superpowers, I mean, it's always my final question, but I, I asked this because like, what have you done in the last four years that has been a key success for you? Has uh, been a key factor in your success? Yeah, I think when I think about my superpower, I think it is my grit. Because for me, I took quitting off the table when I was sitting in the nosebleeds of Summit two weeks into being a coach. I knew that sitting in that audience, I was going to make this business happen or I was going to go down trying. I started this business knowing that if I could even make a difference in one person's life, the way that mine had been changed, that would be worth all of the getting uncomfortable and all of the getting past my own fears to share online. Every time I face a bump in the road, I go back to that feeling of just helping one more person experience the same transformation that I did just over four years ago. Throughout my journey as a coach over the last four years, there have been a lot of challenges, just like any business. And I think my other superpower is that I'm able to turn those challenges into opportunities. Every time I'm faced with something like that challenge of missing premiere by the 200 team volume points, I use it as an opportunity to pave the way for the coaches that will join my team after me. And I add that as a tool to my toolbox. So I've learned through this business over the last four years that it's the times that I'm challenged most that are the most fulfilling and that are the things that I end up looking back on and am most proud of.